Speaking Spanish in the diverse country of the U.S. is a superpower. Now, my guest this week recognized that early on and wanted to give it to her kids. But the task of helping them become bilingual wasn't as easy as she thought. In fact, she even questioned if giving her kids two languages at a young age was messing them up. I can't wait to share this incredible conversation with Corey from Mama Yama Linguist on the Building Bilingual Families podcast. Welcome to the Building Bilingual Families podcast, where we help families fulfill their dream of speaking two languages at home in their communities and abroad. I'm here today with Corey Week, who is the founder of Mama Yama Linguist, a wonderful blog that gives Spanish resources for families, as well as the founder of Yamita's Spanish Shop that has an amazing curriculum. And so welcome to the program, Corey. We're so glad to have you. Thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. What a what a joy I'm to be so here. I'm so excited. Now, I loved learning a little bit about your background because, you know, sometimes we think that people who are teaching their kids two languages have this experience that they were native speakers in their family or they learned when they were young, but you really like defy that. Can you tell me a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I feel like I'm the example of like, it's never too late to learn a language because I didn't actually learn Spanish until I was, gosh, 20, like 2021. I moved to Spain and that's where I really immersed myself in the language. But yeah, I did actually grow up with languages at an early age. Um, I was born in Holland, but I had British parents who were mostly monolingual. They were learning Dutch as a second language while living in Holland. Um, and so I guess I did have that experience from a very young age of, of being around two languages um, and two cultures. But um, I don't remember a word of Dutch now <laughs> because as soon as we moved back, I was you know five years old and, and um, my parents continued to speak English um, when we moved back to England. Um, but I do think that that kind of shaped me a little bit um, and kind of grew my passion for languages. Um, and I always just throughout um, my school education, I loved languages. I actually did French and German. Um, and it wasn't until I went to university and, and had the opportunity to learn Spanish and just really clicked with that language and thought, this is it. This is the one I want to do. Um, and then, of course, moving to Spain, that was like the pinnacle. That was just so amazing to be in the country and living the language. I love that. I love that. And you know, it's very interesting. You bring up that you did learn two languages, even though you don't remember Dutch from when you were younger. But I think what research shows is your brain is kind of primed at a young age to have that cognitive flexibility with any different language that you might study on if you are bilingual or have that bilingual environment when you're young. And so I just love that, that obviously you may not be speaking Dutch, but clearly it has helped with your language learning journey later on. So absolutely. Yes. Now tell me a little bit about your family. Where do you live? Obviously you are British, you know, by your beautiful accent, but <laughs> um, do you have a husband who speaks Spanish or another language? And where do you reside? Yeah, so my husband is from San Diego, California, and that's where we reside now. We just moved back a year ago, actually, this month. Um, we were 
actually living closer to where you are in um, South Carolina. Um, so just over the border from North Carolina. And um, we were there for about four, four and a half years. And uh, we moved back a year ago to San Diego, where, um, where he's from and where he grew up and where his family is. Um, he speaks Spanglish very well, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's trying and he's very passionate about learning alongside our children. Um, and he's 100% supportive of this bilingual journey and um, everything we're trying to uh, accomplished with with uh, raising bilingual kids at well, home. You know, I love that. And it, it reminds me of when we first met, when we had our first conversation. And I remember there was an impetus for moving to San Diego. And part of that was his family. But I remember you saying that another part was because it, where you were at in South Carolina, there were not a lot of native Spanish speakers for you to connect that way. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit more about that. And what has been the difference that you've seen in this new area that you're in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the things, you know, that I've learned in this journey of raising bilingual kids is the importance of of having like that real life context, actually showing your children like Spanish is spoken because we were in a small town in, in Lake Wiley, South Carolina, which we loved, but it was just not a great environment for, for trying to get Spanish input. Um, we had a couple of friends from church who were Spanish speakers. They were from Guatemala um, and from Mexico. But uh, other than that, <laughs> we were pretty much just doing this by ourselves. And um, we realized, you know, the kids started questioning things like, so why are we doing this? And that really was powerful. I mean, at the time, my son was only three when he was asking that, why, why are we learning Spanish? People don't speak that here. And so it was kind of that one of those moments, like a wake up call. And we were like, wow, if we're actually going to make this like, like a, a real thing for our family, we need to put ourselves out there a little bit and figure out how to get the exposure and the input um, with native speakers, which is why I love what you're doing. And when I found your company, your business, I was like, oh my gosh, she's on it. This is the most important thing is, you know, building those bridges, building those uh, connections with native speakers and um, and living the language. So, so yes, we did decide to move back to San Diego. Um, and here we actually we moved into, it's a little bit unconventional, we, we moved into a neighborhood that is just predominantly Latinos um, with the hope <laughs> of making friends and, um, and having that experience for our children. Um, and, and it has happened. They, you know, the children play in the street now with, with um, you know, our Mexican neighbors, and it's so much fun. Um, they also go to um, Spanish-speaking schools, and it's just awesome. But we would never have had that experience in Lake Wiley. Um, South Carolina. And I'm not saying to any listeners, you have to pack your bags and move to California. I'm not saying that at all, but um, that's what we did. Um, but there are so many opportunities now um, with just the companies that are being launched and, um, you know, like yours, where they're, they're trying to do this from the comfort of your own home, where you're, you're actually having the opportunity to speak with native speakers and, and build community, which is just fantastic. And I think that's that's the most important thing in raising bilingual children. Yeah, so. absolutely. When yeah. kids see the context of it, like you said, and also the purpose, you know, that you're able to help people who are, quote, different than you 
to feel more accepted and welcome. Um, it's amazing. It's, it's bridge building. And, um, I think of what a blessing those people are in your life, in your new community, but also the blessing that you are to them. Because sometimes if people don't have a lot of exposure to people who are non-native Spanish speakers, but who are trying to speak their language as your family does, it shows, I feel accepted here. I feel like I, I'm valued and my language and my culture is valued. And so I absolutely honor you for, you know, those choices to, um, you know, become part of that wonderful community. Certainly it's what's brought the language into my family in a very natural way um, that has really helped us grow without a lot of extra effort. Yes. Is there a plan? Yes. Is there intentionality? But a lot of it, as you know, we do as we do life, right. As moms, as, you know, just doing our life in the community. Can you tell me a little bit more, like what does language learning look like for you and your kids? Yeah, so when they were really little, um, it was a lot of just play-based learning. So um, trying to use uh, different resources at home, like books and music and um, even some podcasts in the car, just any any way that we could get Spanish um, exposure for them. Um, and as they've grown, we've obviously had these opportunities of doing more kind of um, online classes because they're at an age now where they can actually sit in front of a screen and concentrate for a little while. <laughs> and, um, you know, going to uh, bilingual, um, dual, I think it's called dual language immersion schools um, and things like that. So, so as they've grown, more opportunities have become available for them. Um, but for the longest time, it was just me at home, just trying to find ways to, you know, get resources and have input. Just to play with them in the language, right? When they're little, yep. that's, that's what yep. it's about is just playing with your kids and learning Spanish phrases you can use during that time. What if you could be speaking Spanish with your kids every day? What if it became a natural way of life rather than another chore to ditch? Well, I have the perfect tool for you to make it happen. It's the Speak Spanish Everyday Guide, and it helps parents from beginners to native speakers infuse more of the language into their homes, creating an immersive environment where you improve your vocabulary right alongside your kids. In the Speak Spanish Everyday Guide, I reveal some of my secret ingredients to keep language learning super fun and motivating. We give you hacks to help your kids start speaking back more in their second tongue, and the guide is 100% free. Along with it, I give you four videos that will show you how to put the steps right into action. Get access to the guide in the link in the show notes or check it out at learnwithmelanguages.com. Now, you mentioned online classes. I know that you've had a chance to come to one of our classes. I think you did a cooking class yes, that we hosted over the summer. Did. Tell me a little bit about your experience with that. What did your kids think of being able to, you know, make a recipe with native Spanish speakers? So cool. I think it goes back to, again, the the, the context, right? Because they're like, oh, wow, this lady is actually speaking Spanish and teaching us in Spanish. It's so fun. And of course, they love cooking. They love baking. Um, and so this was like just the perfect combination. Um, and I think the fact that they can see other families on the screens was just so fun for them because then they see those kids are doing it too. Um, and just like that, building that community, I they loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was a mess. It didn't turn out what it was meant to turn out. I mean, we, we, you know, we basically had to trash it. We, I don't know what we did wrong. We missed an ingredient. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think we missed an ingredient. 
Um, but they had so much fun doing it. And so, you know, yeah, totally I, worth it. I love how you said that because I think oftentimes as parents, we want for this perfect outcome to happen, whether that's getting our kids to give us back the phrase per- perfectly in Spanish or whether that's, you know, the finished art project or the finished recipe. And really language learning is a hundred percent messy. And oftentimes it's a failed mug cake, you know, <laughs> it's yes, trying. And 100%. Then it's amazing though, how you come out of those moments. And I'm sure you've had these where you go, wow, my child just said an eight word sentence in Spanish. How did we get from our input, our listening, our me saying phrases to her outputting that. And that is, you know, you don't get those perfect cakes all the time, but when you do, the taste is so sweet, right? (laughs) Right. And I will say that oftentimes people don't realize that there is a silent period in learning languages. And my daughter is the perfect example of that. So she's now three and a half but when she was like one, 18 months, even two, she was not speaking Spanish. And I felt like I was doing something wrong and I thought I was failing her. And like we even thought at one point that she was, you know, having a speech delay and that I'd messed her up. Um, and do you know what? It was a silent period and it's totally normal um, for bilingual children to go through that season. And it can be months and months of it where they're just absorbing, 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 but you don't see the progress. And then one day she just started speaking and it was explosive. And I just remember being like, I, I, I literally, I was just in tears because I thought, oh my goodness, like she actually was learning and she does speak Spanish and she is bilingual. But goodness, I just wanted to encourage any parents here who are feeling like their toddler or preschooler is just not getting it. Like they they are absorbing so much of the language, but it there is there is that season where they are just absorbing and listening and then it will happen the, the going from that passive bilingualism to active bilingualism is a process um, but it will it will happen if you if you're consistent yeah, with and it to just have patience with yourself and in our program we try to help families see the path because sometimes you know we expect these immediate results but we show them okay we call them the conejos the bunny stage we say your kids just are like with these big bunny ears that's what they're doing right now this is Everyone starts out at a beginner space in anything that they do, and this is what it looks like for children, right? Um, In a lot of ways, this is how it is like for adults, too. I can't tell you how many conversations I had in which the Spanish, you know, was just blowing over my head, blowing over my head, and I thought, am I ever going to be able to pipe up and speak back? I I know you had this experience in Spain, I'm sure, as you're nodding your head, feeling like, ah, but then... At one point, it just comes. And so I love that you're giving just that belief for families because it's a marathon. It is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And um, you just keep on doing your best and you don't give up. So, yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think immersion is just it is terrifying. And, you know, when I landed in in Sevilla, I remember like I would I needed to find a house. I need somewhere to live. and I remember just thinking, I don't even know how to say I need a house. <laughs> and it was just, 
it was just the most bizarre experience and you just it's sink or swim and so I was like right well I've just got to you know put my big girl knickers on and go in and find myself somewhere to rent and so um yeah it was just it was crazy but I loved it and by the end of the year I felt like I was dreaming in Spanish I felt like a local um and it's so funny because I've been away from Spain now for gosh I think it's like 12 years or something 13 years <laughs> and it's amazing how much you start forgetting if you don't work on your personal development if you don't um, keep your ear in and and force yourself to to build community with with native speakers because it, it is if you don't it's kind of like if you don't practice it you lose it you know um and so that's what I've kind of been focusing on the last few um years is really trying to find ways for not only my children to keep learning Spanish but for me as well um yeah it's it's the whole family experience it really is and you know some people may go well I never had that experience to like travel somewhere and live there and I like to just give people the context Neither have I. I've never learned Spanish by living there, but you are the perfect example of how there are native Spanish speakers all around us. And so even if you've never had that experience to study abroad or study in college, you can create some of that immersive environment right where you're at. And there's no reason to not get started. Now, I know for you, you have some resources that help families who may feel a little bit lost in you know, starting with this language learning journey. Um, can you tell me about what you are sharing right now? Yes. Yeah, so Mama Lama Linguist is, it essentially was created because I, I found a need um, for my own family. And I thought if I feel lost and like I don't know where to go for Spanish resources for my kids, then surely other families are feeling the same. Um, And so what I did was I created a website where essentially it is just a resource hub for uh, Spanish resources. And, um, you know, we recently launched Yamita Spanish, which is a Spanish curriculum for kind of like ages three to six. It works on um, those skills for kindergarten readiness and um, it also really dives into authentic Spanish literature and music because I think that's so important when you're doing you're learning a language you have to learn about the culture alongside it just to give it that context and just to really appreciate um, the whole language and so we created Yamita Spanish and there are um, you know, thematic units. So you can learn in one unit about La Granja, the farm. In another, it might be El Bosque, the forest. So there are just so many units within that, but it was just a way to help both bilingual native speaker families and Spanish beginners, um, because we have two programs, um, to really nurture a love for Spanish at home and to provide them with the resources. So it's just kind of open and go. Um, which I wish I'd had when I was, you know, <laughs> back in the early days, the early years of raising bilingual children. But yeah, Mama Lama Linguist is, there are just so many resources available now and such good quality. Um, I remember when I started the blog, oh gosh, it was three years ago now. And I actually thought, gosh, what if I, what if I run out of content here? What if I don't have enough to speak about? And that has never been an issue. I am so overwhelmed with how many companies, you know, reach out and say, 
you know, we've got this product and we've got that. And there, and there are so many amazing ones um, that, I, that I'm able to review with my kids and trial and then write reviews on. And it's just, it's really cool to see what, what is available to us now. This did not exist even 10 years ago. Absolutely. You know? I think back on it and I think we've talked about my story, but I have an older daughter who's 16 and I attempted this when she was young. And there were no resources. This is when the internet was like a completely different range. <laughs> and I felt lost. I felt like the only way for me to learn was through a traditional class. And the only way for me to teach her would be to have my husband give some sort of immersion experience to her. And now with the books and the resources, the great blogs, um, the podcasts like this one, it's amazing how so much is within our reach. And I really, I honor the work that you're doing because I think it's changing the narrative about bilingualism in our country. It's helping parents have mm. the belief and also, yes. I guess, creating um, a normalcy and helping us embrace bilingualism because it is an important part of our country and it's a benefit. It's not um, speaking Spanish as a primary language isn't a downfall. It's a benefit to children. And um, if us Absolutely. as native English speakers can offer that to our children, they will be richly blessed. And as a whole, as a society, yes. um, it will create a greater unity, um, which is honestly needed at this time. It's so needed. I love that. Yes. Absolutely. Now I know everyone kind of brings a different kind of strength to their family language learning. What would you say was your, like, what makes you the best teacher for your kids? Because um, each mom is different. Yeah, I think definitely being patient. I am, that is like <laughs> my virtue, I guess, is being patient. Um, but honestly, I thought I was going to be the best teacher for them because I had that educational background. I have a master's in Spanish. I have a master's in education. And I was like, oh, if anybody can do it, I can. And then, do you know what? A couple of years in, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> it was it was a totally different situation teaching what I used to do, which was teaching high school students Spanish. Spanish to teaching a two-year-old. <laughs> Completely different. Yes. So I quickly realized I need a community. I, I need help. And so, you know, that's when I started doing the research and, and finding all of these um, amazing programs and materials. And um, like you said, there are now there's like podcasts, there are apps, you know, really cool learning apps. And, and I'm not a huge screen person, but I think we can leverage screen time for Spanish learning. I think there's great opportunities for that. Um, books, we are huge um, bibliophiles in our family. We love reading. And I think that the power of reading aloud to your children in the target language, I mean, it is just incredible. And the stories that you read together, and then you have these like shared inside jokes and just, it's just so fun. The world of, the world of stories is incredible. Um, but yeah, so I just, I, I, there is just so much available to us now is it's wonderful. I love that. And I think, you know, your thought about patience is so important. It's patience with that child during that story time, letting them look at the different images and ask questions and yes. being patient when they say now yes. in English, <laughs> okay, we'll do in English and Spanish yes. because both have value for them as they're processing those different things. And, um, you know, screen time, I, I have a battle with screens in my house, but I certainly have seen, um, the community that we've built 
how it's been not only strengthening for my kids, but also for me to know that I'm not alone in this journey. And, you know, the family language exchange, we're not only like a community of learners of Spanish, but it's a community of learners of English. And it's great to have that camaraderie with other people, to be able to help one another online. So if you were to just give a few like takeaways for parents of what what could really help them? Maybe they're feeling a little frustrated or maybe they're feeling a little alone or like they don't have confidence to tackle this project or to even speak in conversations themselves. What would be, you know, the top three things that you would share with them? I would just say that, you know, I I strongly believe that anybody can raise a bilingual child, even if you're a non-native speaker, even if you're a beginner in the language as well. Um, And it's just about literally having that mindset of this is not an overnight thing. This is not a quick win. My children are going to be on this journey of bilingualism their whole lives. I think if we can just switch our mindset to say this is a lifetime journey and to enjoy it and to celebrate the little baby steps that are wins, then I think it can just be a game changer. People quit too soon when they don't, when, for example, like we spoke before about when they they don't see any progress, but really their children are learning. They are, you know, building that ability. So I think just basically staying the course and trusting in the process um, and also just finding the community. That's that's something I really struggled with and I'm quite an introvert. And so I like to have, you know, I'm a homebody. I like to have my, you know, my, my time with my kids at home and um, putting myself out there and meeting people. You know, I am, I am a sociable butterfly, but I'm quite as happy to just stay home. So I think it's just stepping out of your comfort zone and trusting that when you do that, you will grow and you will be you will be blessed through it. Um, the amount of times that I, you know, have put myself out there and and hopped onto, you know, a community Zoom call, you know, with Spanish speakers or gone next door and made an effort to speak the target language of the neighbors, good things have happened from that. I've never walked away and thought, oh, that was a waste of time, you know? So I think just building the community um, as well is, is, is so key. I love that. Get out of your own way. <laughs> Get that belief in yourself yes. and just go for it, you know? And you just never yes. know what will happen. And I see amazing things for you and your family and your future. Um, you know, I think about those blessings that your kids will have from speaking Spanish and English fluently. Um you know, it's a process. Are they completely perfect right now? I'm sure they're not, but you're staying the course knowing that with time and with various different opportunities that you're giving your kids, that there'll be this great result later on. So, yes, I think that, well, nobody is ever going to think, gosh, I wish I hadn't taught my kids Spanish. You know, (laughs) that we're never going to think that. It's only going to be a positive experience for them. Absolutely. And just so many blessings will come. Just lots of blessings. So celebrate those wins, big and small, because they they will all add up. Well, thank you so much, Corey. My goodness, this conversation has been so insightful. If people want to find you and learn more about some of the um, resources that you share, where can they find you at? 
Yeah, so I'm mostly on Instagram at Mama Llama Linguist, and then my website is mamalamalinguist.com, and my curriculum shop is yamitasspanish.com. Awesome. Fabulous. Well, check Corey out. Um, Just love being in your space. I love feeling like I'm in your living room right now. I want to just get down and play with your kids in Spanish. (laughs) Maybe someday when we're in California, I'll bring them over and we'll have some Spanish time together. So. Bring your bilingual yes, bus, please. Yes. <laughs> we we went that. to San Diego before. <laughs> Unfortunately, we hadn't met yet, but Paso by Paso, we're just going to grow this more and yep. I'm sure there'll be another opportunity yep. again. Thank you so much, my friends, for joining us on the Building Bilingual Families podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe. I produce videos every week, including this podcast. You don't want to miss out on an episode. And if you'd like to check out our Family Language Exchange program, Enrollment's going to be opening soon, but there are a limited number of spots. Apply at familylanguageexchange.com. We want your family to start speaking Spanish more and building bridges. That's familylanguageexchange.com or check out the links in the show notes.